everyone. We're back with day number 125 in the Read the Bible in a Year podcast. And today we are going to complete the book of Judges and start the book of Ruth. Um, So that's exciting. We are moving right along. So we will go on and get started. And this is Judges chapter 21, verse 1. And like I said, we will finish the book of Judges today. All right. The men of Israel had sworn an oath at Mizpah, none of us will give his daughter to a Benjaminite in marriage. So the people went to Bethel and sat there before God until evening. They wept loudly and bitterly and cried out, Why, Lord God of Israel, has it occurred that one tribe is missing in Israel today? The next day the people got up early, built an altar there, and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. The Israelites asked, Who of all these tribes of Israel didn't come to the Lord with the assembly? For a great oath had been taken that anyone who had not come to the Lord at Mizpah would certainly be put to death. But the Israelites had compassion on their brothers, the Benjaminites, and said, Today a tribe has been cut off from Israel. What should we do about wives for the survivors? We've sworn to the Lord not to give them any of our daughters as wives. They asked, Which city among the tribes of Israel didn't come to the Lord at Mizpah? It turned out that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp and the assembly. For when the roll was called, no men were there from the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead. The congregation sent 12,000 brave warriors there and commanded them, Go and kill the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the sword, including women and dependents. This is what you should do. Completely destroy every male as well as every woman who has gone to bed with a man. They found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead four hundred young virgins who had not gone to bed with a man, and they brought them to the camp at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. The whole congregation sent a message of peace to the Benjaminites who were at at Remen Rock. Benjamin returned at that time, and Israel gave them the women they had kept alive from Jabesh Gilead, but there were not enough for them. The people had compassion on Benjamin because the Lord had made this gap in the tribes of Israel. The elders of the congregation who were who are left since the hold on. Here we go. Sorry, I skipped a line. The elders of the congregation said, What should we do about the wives for those who are left since the women of Benjamin have been destroyed? They said there must be heirs for the survivors of Benjamin, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. But we can't have them, but we can't give them our daughters as wives. For the Israelites had sworn, anyone who gives a wife to a Benjaminite is cursed. They also said, look, there is an annual festival to the Lord in Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, east of the highway that goes up from Bethel to Shechem and south of Lebanon. Okay, welcome back for day 125, part two. I've decided that my daughter, little Miss Caroline, is just completely finished with the book of Judges. She just wants this to be over with because she um, has interrupted several days (laughs) while reading through the book of Judges. So we are almost done. She's actually right here beside me. So if you hear baby noises in the background, it's because she's laying right here beside me as I read through this. So, we stopped, um, let's see, in verse 19. So, we'll pick up with Judges chapter 21, verse 20. 
Then they commanded the Benjaminites, Go and hide in the vineyards. Watch, and when you see the young women of Shiloh come out to perform the dances, each of you leave the vineyards and catch a wife for yourself from the young women of Shiloh and go to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers come to us in protest, we will tell them, Show favor to them, since we did not get enough wives for each of them in the battle. You didn't actually give the women to them, so they are not guilty of breaking your oath. The Benjamites did this and took the number of women they needed from the dancers they caught. When they went back to their own inheritance, rebuilt their cities, and lived in them. At that time, each of the Israelites returned from there to his own tribe and family. Each returned there to his own inheritance. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did whatever they seemed was right. And that is the end of the book of Judges. And we're going to move on and start one of my favorite books. And this is the book of Ruth. Um, I just love this one. So if I get carried away, which I probably will, just read more. Um, it might happen. But today we're going to start in Ruth. And we're going to read chapter 1 of Ruth. During the time of the Judges, there was a famine in the land. A man left Bethlehem in Judah with his wife and two sons to stay in the territory of Moab for a while. The man's name was <clears throat> Elamelech, and his wife's name was Naomi. The names of his two sons were, sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the fields of Moab and settled there. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died, and she was left with her two sons. Her sons took Moabite women as their wives, one named Orpah, and the second was named Ruth. After they lived in Moab about ten years, both Milon and Chilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two children and without her husband. She and her daughters-in-law set out to return from the territory of Moab because she had heard in Moab that the Lord had paid attention to his people's need by providing them food. She left the place where she had been living, accompanied by her two daughters-in-law, and they traveled along the road leading back to the land of Judah. Naomi said to them, Each of you go back to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to the dead and to me. May the Lord grant each of you rest in his house of a new husband. She kissed them and then wept loudly. They said to her, We insist on returning to your people, returning you to your people. But Naomi replied, Return home, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have any more sons who could be your husbands? Return home, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me to have a husband tonight and to bear sons, would you be willing to wait for them to grow up? Would you restrain yourselves from remarrying? No, my daughters. My life is much too bitter for you to share because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Again they wept loudly, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth replied, Don't plead with me to abandon you or to return not to follow you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. The two of them traveled until they came to Bethlehem. 
When they entered Bethlehem, the whole town was excited about their arrival, and the local women explained, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, she answered, for the Almighty has made me very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has opposed me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi came back from the territory of Moab with her daughter-in-law Ruth, the Moabitess. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. And we will stop there, even though I want to continue reading. But we will pick up in chapter 2 on the next day. Now, we will move to John, the Gospel of John. And we're going to read chapter 4, verse 4 through 42. Okay. Jesus had to travel through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, she asked him, for Jews do not associate with, the, with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Sir, the woman said, You don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep, so where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up from him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go, call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said, for you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the, pla- that the place of worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples arrived, and they were amazed that he was drinking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you want? Or why are you talking to her? Then the woman left her water jar, went into the town, and told the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. 
the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, Jesus told them. Don't you say there's still four more months and then comes the harvest? Listen to what I'm telling you. Open your eyes and look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and the gathering of fruit for eternal life so that the sower may reap and the and rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored and you have benefited from their labor. Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the savior of the world. This passage, I don't know, this is just my little sidebar. We've been going over this with our youth on Sundays and this story alone just really strikes me because he told this woman who he shouldn't have been talking to because she was a woman and because she was a Samaritan who he was and that just always always astonishes me that he was so open and honest with someone that he shouldn't have even been talking to. And I think that's the beauty of our Savior. And also that that these people, these people wanted to be with him. They wanted, and he stayed there, and he talked with them, and he answered their questions and talked to them. And I think that's so important. And then the other thing, I don't know if you all picked up on it, but have you ever thought of the things that you have reaped but haven't sown? The blessings that you have enjoyed and not done a thing to work for them. Um, I, I started thinking about that a long time ago. And um, if you ever go onto uh, our website, um, I, I wrote a little blog about it. Because I think it's important to realize that there's a lot of things and a lot of blessings that, we, that have been poured out upon us that we will never deserve. Of course, first and foremost, just the gift of, of Christ himself. But there's so many other things that maybe it's, it's our parents or our grandparents or somebody that we love, a friend that has worked for, that we have reaped the benefits, but we never did any work for. And um, I think that's humbling. You know, it really, it, it really makes me think and, uh, and really humbles me to know that this life that I've been given is so special and so many people before me have worked. I mean, even just the opportunity to share the gospel with you all through this podcast and that the Bible made it to my little small town of Tazewell, Virginia, um, because somebody answered the call. Somebody did the work. So um, as a sidebar, I encourage you all today that um, that you can do the work, that you never know who might benefit from from what you're doing today um, and, and never think that the work you're doing um, goes Um, unrewarded because the Lord is working all things for our good. And I think he does reward those who are faithful and those that obey. All right. So I'll get off, off my little soapbox here preaching, but I do. I just love it. And my little baby is crying beside me. So I'll try and give her her passy, but we'll move on to um, Psalm 105 and we will be reading uh, verses one through 15. 
I'm sure if you've ever tried to read um, or listen to an audiobook of the Bible, you've probably never gotten this commentary or a baby crying in the background. So uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy it and know that we are just trying to, to make it through just like you all do every day reading your Bible. So we are in Psalm 105 and we're going to read verses 1 through 15. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works. Honor his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, the wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant forever and the promise he ordained for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked the kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. And we'll stop there and continue through that psalm the next time. And we'll move to Proverbs, and it's Proverbs 14, verse 25. A truthful witness rescues lives, but one who utters lies is deceitful. Again, this is the word of God for the people of God. And again, I encourage you today, just as uh, the gospel was talking today, um, the work you do doesn't go in vain. Um, What you are um, sowing today uh, may be reaped by those. It may be reaped by you, but then, um, you know, it may be reaped by others that you may never know. You may never know the impact that you have this day, but you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. So I hope that encourages you today.